0: I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Time for a quick fit tip. More BS about breakfast. Please stop. Please stop. Just just please stop. Social media is killing me with all the garbage information out there. It's just unending. And because I watch it, what do you think they push to me? More of this stuff. So this is a fit tip. I'm not going super deep, but because I am who I am, how many do I have? I got two or three studies that I'm going to try to squeeze into this next 10 minutes uh, just to just to support all of this lunacy that's out there. So yes, more BS about breakfast. So I've done podcasts about it, specific ones. I went back, pulled again, a couple of the studies that I've talked about. Uh, I, I'm a believer in breakfast. We're going to quickly define it but like enough you know you know what social media is now, now I know I'm I'm finally getting it I'm finally getting it and, and I've I've got it but now I really get it on the level of like <laughs> you know what gets the view so you take a conventionally held theory concept practice behavior and then you just totally muddy it up with some big words and some bad science and and some graphics. And some you know a lot of words on the screen and using words like metabolic and things like that and you sound really smart and they get shared like crazy. And if you don't want to eat breakfast, don't eat breakfast, right? But what is breakfast? What time do you get up? Okay, your first meal of the day is breakfast. And you know <sighs> Uh, I, I, I'm 54. I, I'm gonna, you know, the new generation. I just, it, it, I say, what time do you get up? Because there was an article written by a 20-something that I read recently. Not this one. This was a different, this was a social media post that I'm ranting about. But long story short with this one, it was it was something about exercise in the morning and stuff like that. And this person wrote how they were so proud of themselves because they were getting up and exercising at 7.30 before work. It was like, wow. <laughs> that's Is that early for you? I guess. And that's okay. I guess. <laughs> that's I, I, how much I've gotten done by 730. But I digress. All right. But yes. So this social media post was all about how ridiculous breakfast was and conspiracy theory and, and glab, uh, graphics and elaborate and words on the screen and a convolution or I'm sorry, convoluted take on the history of breakfast and a convoluted take on the science like holy cow. I don't know where, I'm not going to give you the specifics because they're, I don't want to keep them going. I don't want to perpetuate the the BS, but you know, it was a conspiracy explanation of cereal makers and, you know, and yes, there's always a little bit of truth to it. That's the problem is they take this small grain of truth with the history and, and maybe a tiny grain of truth with the science. And then it goes just completely haywire, but it sounds good. It sounds good. And guess what? Again, you know, breakfast is not new, you know, depending on, 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 you know, what history you look back at. You know, you can trace it back to the 15th century and the tradition of eating a breakfast supposedly has existed since ancient times, you know, but it wasn't until the 15th century, but it was back in the 15th century, supposedly that breakfast came into use in written English. Okay. To describe a morning meal. And it literally means breaking of the fasting period of the night before. I don't want to get into fasting. And yes, there are benefits to fasting, but not the way the vast majority of people are doing it. And that goes for everything. And again, if you look at you know the history, they say that health reformer James Caleb Jackson uh, used gram flour. I talked about this in my podcast way back on on, you know, uh, breakfast in and of itself, but used graham flour to create the first breakfast cereal in 1863, which he called granola and supposedly took graham flour, mixed it with water, baked it, took it out, broke it up, baked it again, water and milk. There you go. I don't know if that's, that's some of the history. Okay. Then supposedly 1878, John Harvey Kellogg invented his own cereal version, called it granola. I don't, you know, It goes way back. You know, but what this social media post talks about was bacon and eggs. And yes, yes, there's the little grain of truth, supposedly. Supposedly, back in the 1920s, we were eating a light breakfast as Americans. And so a PR relations guy named Edward Bernays supposedly persuaded doctors to promote bacon and eggs as a healthy breakfast in order to promote the sales of bacon for Beach Nut, which I didn't know was a packing company back then, and had diversified into food products. I, I don't care about the history, but my, my point in bringing it up is it didn't just, it wasn't just bacon and eggs. that That's not when the the concept of breakfast started. And, and what is breakfast? It's the first meal of the day. What is food to you? You know, there's that fine line that they talk about. I always... I still get offended, but I got offended a lot more back in the day when when people would say to me, well, you don't appreciate food. You don't appreciate food the way I do. And it's like, no, 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 (laughs) I do, I do. But I also know what's good for me and what's bad for me. And I also follow that 80-20 principle and I enjoy my healthy foods and I enjoy my indulgences. And I've traveled the world and been to places like Rome and and Paris and sat down and ate incredible food. It was the portion size and the quality that mattered. And so that's what we're really talking about here. Are we talking about unhealthy breakfast foods or are we talking about the first meal of the day? And that's where the the argument that I watched was so specious and so flawed. Yeah, bacon. I don't eat bacon. Bacon. I have friends who love bacon. (laughs) You probably, many of you probably love bacon. And if that's your indulgence every now and again, awesome. And that's also why so many of the studies are flawed. The studies into uh, breakfast, just like everything else in fitness and and nutrition, are all over the place. But one of the major problems with that is because they are self-reports and they didn't and don't often look at the quality. They just ask people, do you eat breakfast? And then when they have Eggs, one of the reasons eggs have gotten a bad rap is because the people who eat eggs and they ask the question, do you eat eggs for breakfast? Well, so often they're eating it with bacon and other things that are unhealthy. I'm getting more worked up than I thought I would. All right, one study, eat or skip breakfast, the important role of breakfast quality for health-related quality of life, stress, and depression in Spanish adolescents. Kind of random, but this was in the uh, International Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health, August 2018, Main takeaway I want you to know from this one. It was one of the first studies that looked at the importance of the quality of breakfast rather than whether breakfast is eaten or skipped. Do you not think that makes a difference? So yeah, I have a problem with the processed foods. I have a problem with the breakfast foods. My kids eat eggs and, and, and whole foods for breakfast. Do they have cereals every now and again? Sure. But Fruit, yeah, all that stuff. Okay. Second study: meal frequency and timing are associated with changes in body mass index in Advent uh, Adventist Health Study Two, Journal of Nutrition, September two thousand seventeen. Amazing uh, data from over fifty thousand adult members um, of the Seventh Day Adventist group. Like amazing study uh, that they've used for many different things. And the conclusion: so if it's about weight loss. Breakfast eaters experienced a decreased BMI compared with breakfast skippers. Relative to subjects who ate their largest meal at dinner, those who consumed breakfast as the largest meal uh, experienced a significant decrease in BMI. And those who consumed a big lunch experienced a smaller but still significant decrease in BMI than did those who ate their largest meal at dinner. What, what Does it make sense? You know, this is where people are all over the place with Well, this is what we evolved to do. And here's the, you know, what the modern day society has done. What is breakfast? What is the food you eat? What is the purpose of it? Don't tell me what you don't do. Tell me what you do do. Don't tell me the foods you're not eating. Don't tell me you're off carbs. Don't tell me you don't eat meat. That's fine. Tell me what you do eat. I want to know the healthy things. That's what matters. The benefits we get from the healthy foods we eat. And you can do you can be vegan, you can, you know, do whatever you want to do. But I want to know what you're getting in. You know, I know people go, oh, I stopped drinking, but they're but they're doing edibles and things like that. Doesn't really count to me. You could do your edibles listen, it's not for me. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's a little bit of a bait and switch. My focus. What the science, when you really look deeply into it, what has worked for me as an experiment of one and my clients, by and large, front load your day. It's fuel for our day. It's the first meal of the day. You don't want to call it breakfast. Don't call it breakfast. And and for those people who are fasting and things like that that don't believe in breakfast, well, if you're, if you're skipping something you don't believe in in the first place, are you really fasting? Because you you don't believe you're supposed to have it anyway. So you're not skipping anything. Only when food is plentiful can we have this much confusion about it. Yeah. Don't eat Pop-Tarts every day for breakfast. That's not a breakfast to me. I know some of you probably love it. I know some of you probably had it. It's not for me. And that's setting yourself up for a problematic day because of the sugar highs and lows. When you start your day with slow-releasing carbohydrates, healthy fats, lean sources of protein, satiety, the wheels just are not going to fall off the way they most likely would if you didn't. All right? I'm going to wrap it up. I want to go on for another hour. this is what the science shows. And yes, it's all over the place. But people who uh, have uh, lost a significant amount of weight, kept it off, one of the you know, top things they do, they weigh themselves frequently, they eat breakfast. And a couple other things, but those are up there. If you don't eat breakfast, and again, <laughs> I now am annoyed with the term. It's the first meal of the day. And listen, if you're sleeping until 10 and you're eating your first meal at one, I guess you don't call it breakfast. Your first meal of the day is breakfast, eat healthy foods, fuel your body and your brain. It feels good. Stop making it complicated. Stop listening to these complete charlatans with just no credentials. So many of them are like in their 20s. Oh my gosh. Not to say age is a factor, but you know, where's the experience and the education? Uh, that's it. Enough. I like my breakfast. I like my huge breakfast. And again, when I don't front load my day enough, the wheels fall off for me. Then I'm going to eat a sleeve of Girl Scout cookies because I didn't eat enough. I know that. And that's my body. And again, if if you don't eat for five hours after you wake up and you're healthy and your numbers are good and your energy levels are up, awesome. Awesome. But I'm going to give you the science and what works for the vast majority of people right? Okay. It's not just about eating breakfast, about eating a healthy breakfast, the right breakfast, and a lot of it. Most people don't do any of those things. They don't eat the right breakfast. They don't eat enough of it. And if you do that, generally speaking, you're going to probably find good things happen. All right, Tom H. Fit, Instagram, Tom H. Fit, Twitter, teamholland.com. You can reach me, uh, email me through the site. Please don't hesitate to reach out. Questions, comments, love to hear from you. Please subscribe, rate, comment, whatever you can do to support Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Brand new podcast. Again, this is science. Did I bring you all the studies? I feel like I missed one. Uh, I did. And it's a a fit tip. I can't believe I even squeezed in a couple. Uh, Let me know what you think. Do you eat breakfast? What's your healthy breakfast? What's your go-to? All right? There's so many different options. Now you got to stop. Uh, that's it. We control three things, people. How much we move, what we put into our mouths. Yes, that includes breakfast and our state of mind. And that is awesome. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist, lover of everything fitness. And my only goal is to have us all live our best lives. That's my bias. All right? Here's Jacqueline on my radio show many years ago. I hope that each and every one of you wonderful people that are listened to Tom's great show will do something for the most important person on this earth, you.